Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The World of Percy Jackson. In this episode we're going to read chapters 39 to 40. A quite of a short cha- episode that we'll have today, but no worries, we'll have our Q&A session just as normal and it'll be just as fun of an episode. So in the previous episode in chapters 37 to 38, um Reyna, Nico and Coach Hedge got bombarded by three demigods, Michael Kahale, Dakota and Layla. However, Dakota and Layla, after defeating Michael Kahale, Dakota and Layla confess to Reyna that they were always on her side. And with this, they help Nico and Coach Hedge go and fight off the rest of the impeding army that is to come. And Reyna stays back with Blackjack and ultimately ends up getting a surprise attack. So now we're going to read chapter 39 to see what exactly is going to happen when she faces her surprise attack from Orion. I wouldn't move, Praetor. Orion stood on the surface of the water, 50 feet to starboard, an arrow knocked in his bow. Through Reyna's haze of rage and grief, she noticed the giant's new scars. His fight with the hunters had left him with mottled gray and pink scar tissue on his arms and face, so he looked like a bruised peach in the process of rotting. The mechanical eye on his left side was dark. His hair had burned away, leaving only ragged patches. His nose was swollen and red from the bowstring that Nico had snapped in his face. All of this gave Reyna a twinge of dark satisfaction. Regrettably, the giant still had this smug smile. At Reyna's feet, the timer on the arrow read 4.42. Explosive arrows are very touchy, said Orion. Once they're embedded, even the slightest motion can set them off. I wouldn't want you to miss the last four minutes of your life. Reyna's senses sharpened. The pegasi clopped nervously around the Athena Parthenos. Dawn began to break. The wind from the shore brought a faint scent of strawberries. Lying next to her on the deck, Blackjack wheezed and shuddered. Still alive, but badly wounded. Her heart pounded so hard she thought her eardrums might burst. She kept her strength to Blackjack, trying to keep him alive. She would not see him die. She wanted to shout insults at the giant, but her first words were surprisingly calm. What of my sister? Orion's white teeth flashed in his ruined face. I would love to tell you she she is dead. I would love to see the pain on your face. Alas, as far as I know, your sister still lives. So do Talia Grace and her annoying hunters. They surprised me, I'll admit. I was forced into the sea to escape them. For the past few days, I've been wounded and in pain, healing slowly, building a new bow. But don't worry, Praetor. You will die first. Your precious statue will be burned in a great conflagration. After Gaia has risen, when the mortal world is ending... I will find your sister. I will tell her you died painfully. Then I will kill her. He grinned. So all is well. 404. Hilla was alive. Tali and the hunters were still out there somewhere, but none of that would matter if Reyna's mission failed. The sun was rising on the last day of the world. Black Jack's breathing became more labored. Reyna mustered her courage. The winged horse needed her. Lord Pegasus had named her horse friend, and she would not let him down. She couldn't think about the entire world right now. She had to concentrate on what was right next to her. 354. So, she glared at Orion. You're damaged and ugly, but not dead. I suppose that means I'll need the help of a god to kill you. 
Orion chuckled. <laughs> Sadly, you Romans have never been good at summoning gods to your aid. I guess they don't think much of you, eh? Reyna was tempted to agree. She had prayed to her mother and had been blessed with the arrival of a homicidal giant. Not exactly a ringing endorsement. And yet, Reyna laughed. Ah, <laughs> oh, Orion. The giant's smile wavered. You have a strange sense of humor, girl. What are you laughing about? Bologna has answered my prayer. She doesn't fight my battles for me. She doesn't guarantee me easy victory. She grants me opportunities to prove myself. She gives me strong enemies and potential allies. Orion's left eye sparked. You speak nonsense. A column of fire is about to destroy you and your precious Greek statue. No ally can help you. Your mother has abandoned you as you abandon your legion. But she hasn't, Reyna said. Bologna wasn't just a war goddess. She wasn't like the Greek Enyo, who was simply an embodiment of carnage. Bologna's temple was where Romans greeted foreign ambassadors. Wars were declared there, but peace treaties were also negotiated. Lasting peace based on strength. 301. Reyna drew her knife. Bologna gave me the chance to make peace with the Greeks and increase the strength of Rome. I took it. If I die, I will die defending that cause. So I say my mother is with me today. She will add her strength to mine. Shoot your arrow, Orion. It won't matter. When I throw this blade and pierce your heart, you will die. Orion stood motionless on the waves. His face was a mask of concentration. His one good eye blinked amber. <laughs> a bluff, he growled. I've killed hundreds like you, girls playing at war, pretending they're equal to giants. I will not grant you a quick death, Praetor. I will watch you burn the way the hunters burned me. 231. Blackjack wheezed, kicking his legs against the deck. The sky was turning pink. A wind from the shore caught the camouflage netting on the Athena Parthenos and stripped it away, sending the silvery cloth rippling across the sound. The Athena Parthenos gleamed in the early light, and Reyna thought how beautiful the goddess will look on the hill above the Greek camp. It must happen, she thought, hoping the Pegasi could sense her intentions. You must complete the journey without me. She inclined her head to the Athena Parthenos. My lady, it has been my honor to escort you. Orion scoffed. Ha! Talking to enemy statues now! Futile! You have roughly two minutes of life. Oh, but I don't abide by your time frame, giant, Rana said. A Roman does not wait for death. She seeks it out and meets it on her own terms. She threw her knife. It hit true, right in the middle of the giant's chest. Orion bellowed in agony, and Rana thought what a pleasing, lasting sound that was to hear. She flung her cloak in front of her and fell on the explosive arrow, determined to shield Blackjack and the other pegasi and hopefully protect the mortal sleeping below decks. She had no idea whether her body would contain the explosion, whether her cloak would smother the flames, but it was her best chance to save her friends and her mission. She tensed, waiting to die. She felt the pressure as the arrow detonated, but it wasn't what she expected. Against her ribs, the explosion made only the smallest, like an overinflated balloon. Her cloak became uncomfortably warm. No flames burst forth. Why was she still alive? Rise, 
said a voice in her head. In a trance, Reyna got to her feet. Smoke curled from the edges of her cloak. She realized something was different about the purple fabric. It glittered as if woven through with filaments of imperial gold. At her feet, a section of the deck had been reduced to a circle of charcoal. But her cloak wasn't even cinched. Accept my ages, Reyna Ramirez Ariano, said the voice. For today, you have proven yourself a hero of Olympus. Reyna stared in amazement at the Athena Parthenos, glowing with a faint golden aura. The Aegis. From Reyna's years of study, she recalled that the term Aegis didn't apply only to Athena's shield. It also meant the goddess's cloak. According to legend, Athena sometimes cut pieces of her off her mantle and draped them over statues in her temples, or over her chosen heroes, to shield them. Reyna's cloak, which she'd worn for years, had suddenly changed. It had absorbed the explosion. She tried to say something to thank the goddess, but her voice wouldn't work. The statue's glowing aura faded, the ringing in Arena's ears cleared. She became aware of Orion, roaring in pain as he staggered across the surface of the water. You have failed! He clawed her knife from his chest and tossed it into the waves. I still live! He drew his bow and fired, but it seemed to happen in slow motion. Reyna swept her cloak in front of her. The arrow shattered against the cloth. She charged to the railing and leaped at the giant. The jump should have been impossibly far, but Reyna felt a surge of power in her limbs, as if her mother Bologna was lending her strength. A return for all the strength Reyna had lent others over the years. Reyna grabbed the giant's bow and swung it around like a gymnast, landing on the giant's back. She locked her legs around his waist, then twisted her cloak into a rope and pulled it across Orion's neck with all her might. He instinctively dropped his bow. He clutched at the glimmering fabric, but his fingers steamed and blistered when he touched it. Sour, acrid smoke rose from his neck. Reyna pulled tighter. This is for Phoebe, she snarled in his ear. For Kinsey, for all those you killed, you will die at the hands of a girl. Orion thrashed and fought, but Reyna's will was unshakable. The power of Athena infused her cloak. Bellona blessed her with strength and resolve. Not one, but two powerful goddesses aided her. Yet the kill was for Reyna to complete. Completed, she did. The giant crumpled to his knees and sank in the water. Reyna didn't let go until he seized the thrash and his body dissolved into sea foam. His mechanical eye b- disappeared beneath the waves. His bow began to sink. Reyna let it. She had no interest in spoils of war, no desire to let any part of the giant survive. Like her father's mania and all the other angry ghosts of her past, Orion could teach her nothing. He deserved to be forgotten. Besides, dawn was breaking. Reyna swam for the yacht. And that is it for chapter 39. Wow. What an incredible chapter. I think that there's moments like this really prove what exactly it means to be a demigod. You know, there are these, there, there are going to definitely be moments where you just feel like you need to give up and that you're just so tired of it. And then you have moments like this where the gods and the goddesses come to you and give you that strength and give you that power to keep going. That they're with you through this fight and that they will be supporting you from your back at all times. And I think that that's what really pushes these demigods to continue fighting, to keep going and fight for what they believe is right. Fight for their home of Olympus. And I think that that's really the beauty when it comes to demigods and Olympians and just the gods as well, the gods and goddesses. Because at first they have this really severed ties kind of relationship where they really don't like each other as a matter of fact 
you know, even the demigods don't like their parents because they weren't there for their life, for most of their childhood. That makes them frustrated, upset. And then as they continue to grow older, they start to see how their parents come back to them and start communicating with them and just give them that support and give them the power that they need to destroy monsters, to get through every single day with their best So that was very beautiful, and we will come back after the break to finish up with Chapter 50, Reyna, and move on to the Q&A session. So, see you after the break. And we're back from the break, and now we're going to read Chapter 50, Reyna. No time for her enjoying her victory over Orion. Blackjack's muzzle was foaming, his legs spasmed, blood trickled from the arrow wound in his flank. Raina ripped through the supply bag that Phoebe had given her. She swabbed the wound with a healing potion. She poured unicorn draught over the blade of her silver pocket knife. Please, please, she murmured to herself. In truth, she had no idea what she was doing, but she cleaned the wound as best as she could and gripped the shaft of the arrow. If it had a barbed tip, pulling it out might cause more damage, but if it was poisoned, she couldn't leave it in, nor could she push it it through, since it was embedded in the middle of his body. She would have to choose the lesser evil. This will hurt, my friend, she told Blackjack. He huffed, as if to say, Tell me something I don't know. With her knife, she cut a slit on either side of the wound. She pulled out the arrow, Blackjack shrieked, but the arrow came out cleanly. The point wasn't barbed, it could have been poisoned, but there was no way to be sure. One problem at a time. Reyna poured more healing potion over the wound and bandaged it. She applied pressure, counting under her breath. The oozing seemed to lessen. She trickled a unicorn draught into Blackjack's mouth. She lost track of time. The horse's pulse became stronger and steadier. His eyes cleared of pain, his breathing eased. By the time Reyna stood up, she was shaking with fear and exhaustion, but Blackjack was still alive. "'You're going to be fine,' she promised. "'I'll get you help from Camp Half-Blood.' Blackjack made a grumbling sound. Reyna could have sworn he tried to say donuts. She must have been going delirious. Belatedly, she realized how much the sky had lightened. The Athena Parthenos gleamed in the sun. Guido and the other winged horses pawed the deck impatiently. The battle. Reyna turned toward the shore, but saw so no signs of combat. A Greek trireme bobbed lazily in the morning tide. The hills looked green and peaceful. For a moment, she wondered if the Romans had decided not to attack. Perhaps Octavian had come to his senses. Perhaps Nico and the others had managed to win over the Legion. Then an orange glow illuminated the hilltops. Multiple streaks of fire climbed skyward like burning fingers. The Onagers had shot their first folly. And that's the end of chapter 50. Very, very short chapter, but nonetheless a very important chapter. This is when we see that it is the start of a war. It is truly the start of where the Romans will go against the Greeks, and we will see who will emerge victorious. Or... Will it be a matter of unity? Will nobody win and rather everybody comes together as a form of a victory and work together to beat Gaia? We'll have to see. Um, that concludes our reading for the episode. We will now move on to the shoutouts and Q&A session. A couple of disclaimers, as always, before the shoutout and Q&A session. One, if I miss your shoutout or your Q&A uh, question, do please let me know, and I will try my best to get you in the next episode. Um, with that being said, however, um, sometimes I will not answer questions because, um, one, I am a bit uncomfortable answering those questions at the moment. That is to say that I... That is nobody's fault, um, and I am rather very happy that 
I am receiving questions and that you guys have questions for me to answer. I'm very, very happy to know that you guys are curious about me. Um, but at the moment, I am a little uh, uncomfortable about sharing anything that I believe is a little bit uh, personal. Uh, but hopefully in the future, I'll be able to share a lot of a lot more information about myself. Um, and then the second one is if I do believe that I answered the question before, um, I will most likely not answer that as well. But make sure to check out previous episodes where I may have answered those questions and you'll get to see my response on that. So yes, let's move on to the shoutouts. Uh, we have Josie, Claire, Dillo Connor, and Nico's biggest fan. Thank you guys. Now moving on to the questions. Uh, who is your favorite and least favorite god or goddess? I would have to say my least favorite goddess is Hera. And it's not because of... My 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 reasoning for the for why she's my least favorite is because sometimes she has quests to give out or sometimes she has quests that she want that she needs demigods to fulfill but the way she goes about them I think that it can be done better and as a goddess I think that she really starts making a lot of things a lot more complicated than it needs to be and that really makes a lot of the demigods lives a lot more difficult especially when it came to the memory loss that was i feel like there could have been a better way to go about it where it didn't involve memory loss but yeah uh my favorite god or goddess would probably have to be hmm i'm not sure maybe hypnos hypnos seems just just calm and peaceful and doesn't really care about anything except sleep yeah he's a very relaxed god and i think that that's something i really admire so yeah hypnos uh next question is what was a plot twist you didn't see coming um it was when i found out selena beauregard was the snitch um uh when she was the one who was the secret spy uh for for the uh titans that was definitely something I did not anticipate when I was first reading it. Um, my reaction when I was reading that was, wow, I did not expect Selena out of all demigods to do it. So that was definitely a very unexpected, the most unexpected plot twist I probably received in all of the books. So it still remains my number one, unless we get a different plot twist. Um, next question is, do you know anything about table tennis? Um... I don't. I I don't think I'm an ex. I, I I know what it is and how to play it, but I'm not. Other than that, I'm not really an expert on it. Um, next question is: Do you use a microphone? Uh, no, actually, I just use a device to record my episodes. Um, next question is: Who do you think will die, and who do you think will defeat Gaia? Um, I'm not sure. I do know it will be either Jason or Leo. That is for sure. And as bitter as it is, it has to be done because the prophecy says so. So we'll have to see. But I definitely know it will be either Jason or Leo. Um, and who will be the one to defeat Gaia? I'm not sure about that. But the prophecy says that it'll, the Romans and the Greeks will come together. So maybe it will be a Roman. We don't know. Uh, next question is, what does the prophecy mean? For me, I think that the prophecies essentially mean that 
no matter how much you try to avoid them, no matter how much you try to avoid the truth, it's still the truth. And I think that that's such an important part of just not just this books, but in real life in general, because a lot of people assume that the truth is something that they can avoid. When in reality, it's something that everyone needs to embrace, whether it's something that is unpleasant to hear or something that is pleasant to hear. The truth is always going to be something that should be the one to be embraced and to be the one accepted. And I think that we can see that with the prophecy in this in these books, because a lot of the times these prophecies, the demigods try their best to avoid these prophecies because there's parts of these prophecies that they don't like hearing or that they don't want to face. And that starts making them come up with ideas of how to go around it or avoid it. When in reality, at the end, it always ends up coming true. And I think that it's really important that we use that lesson in real life as well. And we kind of connect it back to how the truth is something that we must always embrace and own up to. Uh, Next question is, do you still swim? No, no. I I don't anymore. Uh, next question is favorite TV show. Um, hmm. I would probably say The Flash. The first couple of seasons were pretty good. Um, my favorites were the first, just the first few seasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was a pretty good show when I watched the first couple of seasons. Um. And yeah, I, I I think that it was very well developed in the first few seasons. Um, but after that, it was pretty interesting to say the least. Uh, next question is, when did you get into the Percy Jackson fandom? I think it was when I started reading the books. Um, before that, I really didn't have much idea on what exactly the fandom was about or what exactly it did, but I think I started, I've started to get a little bit more and more involved as the day goes on, um, on what exactly the fandom is and how I'm a part of it. Uh, next question is, have you listened to Greeking Out? I haven't, but I definitely will put that on my next, uh, podcast to listen, podcasts to listen to. Um, it'll be fun to learn more about Greek mythology. Yes, I'm very, I, I think that I will definitely put that on my list. Uh, next question is, what is your opinion on the new Percy Jackson show? I think that it's very admirable that they're keeping a lot of the elements of the show to the book. Um, I know that that was a very huge complaint of the movies, that they were not accurate to the books at all. And I think that the show is definitely trying a lot harder in that, especially considering that the author, Rick Riordan, um, is taking part in this show and just being a very active role in coming up with the show and its concepts so i think that with that authenticity it really helps a lot more making the book a lot more closer to the books while also having its own spark and its own uniqueness in of itself and last question have you heard about matt pat and lunja yes i have heard uh, news articles about them and i think that they will be definitely dearly missed both of them matt pat and lunja um I think that based on my, what I've heard, um, they made a lot of contributions. They made a lot of people happy, and I think that it's something that they will they will be remembered for for a long time.
And that concludes our Q&A session. I hope you guys enjoyed that just as much as I did. Next qu- next week, we'll continue reading by uh, looking at chapters 51 to 52. And yes, as we're approaching the end of this book, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So yes, see you guys next week and stay safe and stay out of boredom.